Hey guys, this is Matt from Dinosaur Pileup, and you're listening to the Blues Hockey Podcast. Hockey Podcast. I'm your host, Jason, along with Chris. Yo! All right. And been off for a bit, so the Blues, we're calling this our midterm grades. A little past the midpoint, technically, but we'll we'll, we'll pretend it is. We're at the All-Star break. Uh, Ryan O'Reilly, pretty good showing last night. Two goals, three assists? Uh, five assists. Five total. assists. Wow. So seven so, points. He's in the final four for voting for MVP. I, I believe he was the leading vote-getter from the Western Conference. Yeah. So, because... Um, uh, Sidney Crosby wound up winning. Because he had a day. Yeah, he did have a day, so that kind of helped. So uh, Central finally won a game. We, Convincingly. We were texting back and forth during this, and uh, I was kind of out and about, and I kind of just caught the very end of the, the Central game. Dude, it, it was, uh, it was were, an ass-whooping. Yeah, so for once, uh, 10 goals. John yeah. Gibson got kind of lit up. <laughs> John Gibson looked just like he looked against the Blues earlier in the week. Yeah, so maybe he's going through something. Not good for my fantasy team. but uh, Truth. But uh, – yeah, so Ryan O'Reilly, rep, I thought it looked good. I thought he looked very good. Yeah, so I, I, we'll take it. Obviously, it was uh, interesting to see him uh, centering the two Avalanche players because, yeah. you know, with McKinnon being out, out yeah. everyone's like, oh, he's got chemistry. I'm like, oh, you think? You think? Yeah. He used to be there. Yeah. So um, No, I thought it was great. I thought that the games overall, um, the, the Metro and uh, – and Atlantic game was the only really competitive game of the yeah, day. Yeah, it was close. Yeah, because uh, even the final the ended up was ten to five yeah. Metro over the Central, but at one point I think it was like eight to one. Yeah, thanks Devin Dubnik. <sighs> he is he is. Let's just call him what he is. I said it on Twitter last night. He is the Curtis Joseph of the modern day era. All right. Like he he's comparison. fine, and like I'm not a fan, but you know he gets his teams into the playoffs. But when the spotlight is on him, yeah, that dude is trash. Or he's like hot and cold, basically. Yeah. So. Uh, O'Reilly's goal against Flurry was pretty great, where he knocked down the pass for Burns and had like a breakaway. And Flurry yeah. came, mind you, Flurry just came out diving out there. But, oh yeah, but O'Reilly deked around him and just had an easy goal, so it's kind of. And cool. his second one was very odd. Yeah, so I didn't get to see a second one yet, but yeah, so that one is, was on uh, Twitter quite a bit. So yeah, O'Reilly did good. The Blues are on quite a break as well. Uh, yeah, they're off until next week, right? February second. Yeah. We're recording on the twenty seventh. One of my favorite days of the year it is Royal Rumble Day. Yeah, man, love it. So we got that coming up very soon. We got a lot of people coming over. Yep, it's gonna be a good time. So we're gonna knock this one out real quick. We have our midterm grades. So uh, I sure. guess, uh, Professor Martin, Professor Frank, will give a out their midterm grades for the St. Louis Blues and see how they're doing. We also got an interesting. Chris sent me a very interesting article, which I thought was. Uh, pertinent to this, mm-hmm. it's uh for any of you uh, NHL nineteen fans out there. Any you know, they update quite a bit, like yes. guys' rankings and how they're doing. So they kind of mid their midterm updates. Yep. Which, if you don't think it's a real thing, like the players legitimately will pay attention to this. Like especially, it seems like the big three are their NHL game, obviously Madden for football, and then their NBA game. Yeah. And there's players that will petition EA saying that their rankings aren't high enough. Yeah, somebody, a football player, who was real pissed about this. Oh, yeah. yeah like, that. there's an actual Twitter account, and I forget what it is, that you can tweet to, 
And it's basically the desk of the people who, who come up with these ratings for the games. Um, so yeah, it, it's not uncommon for EA to do rating changes at various points of the year. And obviously the all-star break is usually the one where you do your big changes. So EA just put out on Saturday, their new updated, uh, rankings for all the players in the NHL. Yeah, so and there were quite a few blues that had tweaks. Yeah, so we're going to go over some of those so far. We'll go every single person, but we'll do some right. of the pertinent ones which you thought might have been maybe a little too low, maybe a little yep. too high. So we'll talk about those. I think those. there was, all in all, I think seven Blues whose rating changed in uh, in the game. Yeah, so we'll talk about those coming up. And But, but first, let's get to our midterm get grades. So we're not going to do any game recaps this one. We're going to change it up for, the, for, for this time mm. and talk about grading. So first person, and we're, I'm going to go kind of like how the Blues are doing are in points in case people want to keep track at home. Uh, and talk about some other things. So, first person. Obviously, your leading point getter of the St. Louis Blues. Uh, the big trade from the offseason. Obviously, he's working out. We talked about him already today. Yep. Ryan O'Reilly, 49 games so far, 50 points. I won't go into every little stat so far, but he's pretty much leading the Blues across the board. I would say he's probably the only A on the team. Yeah, so you're an A. I agree with you there. So, we'll just do – we won't do pluses and minuses. With no. A's. It's simple. We'll do a simple – we'll do college grade. Yep. He, he's an A. He has been worth his weight in gold. He's kept this team afloat. Um, while some players have had ups and downs, Ryan O'Reilly has been consistent all year. Yes, and a lot of people calling for him to be the next captain in case Petrangelo gets traded. And he gets traded. Like, right. obviously, so of course, there's people saying strip Petro of the sea. Who knows if there's going to be some uh, trades. There was some interesting stuff coming out saying the Blues are going to be buyers now, which I is saw that. insane to me. Um, I'm not, maybe that means there's a hockey-type trade, or maybe buyers as in not like well, assets as in draft picks for a player that's sure. I mean, you figure type if the Blues are going to make any sort of a deal that involves you know on ice players, they're going to have to be sending somebody out. Yeah, because we just don't have the cap room. Yeah, so it's going to be interesting to see what happens there. So Ryan O'Reilly, I guess we agreed with A. So nice job, Ryan O'Reilly. So far, that seems like that's working out very well. Considering Buffalo really hasn't. I saw a lot of tweets from Buffalo fans. Uh, that the Buffalo writer Mike Harrington retweeted talking mm-hmm. like his tweet was, I really hope Tate Thompson had draft pick workout because right now that's a very lopsided trade. That's the writer for the Buffalo. I mean, you very early because Saboka is. obviously is not working out. Obviously, the Berglund situation was yuck. Did not work out. That might work out for them because they get cap room now. The sign sure. Jeff Skinner, you know, Jeff Skinner's kind of they've kind of fallen back quite a bit. If they don't re-sign Jeff Skinner, that team is in a world of hurt. Yeah, so they uh, have a guys, and Tate Thompson has about six goals so far, so yeah. he's doing okay. Started off great, and he's kind of Up slowed. and down, so we'll see what happens with him. So anyway, back to the Blues. Another off-season pickup, re-pickup, re excuse me, fan favorite, David Perron. Uh, had got a healthy scratch. Ever since that healthy scratch during the year, he's played pretty well. Amazing. Had, a, had injury a little bit later here. Last couple games for the break, upper body injury, so hopefully he comes back from that. 35 points in 45 games. Uh, I'd have to give him – I'm not going with an A, but I think a solid B. I was going to say, if we're not doing pluses or minuses, then I give him a B. He's the last 20 games, fantastic. Mm -hmm. Um, He had a little bit of a lull there, but by and large, I've been very impressed with what he's done on on this season. Okay. So we're both on a B. So right now we're lockstep right now. So this one, maybe we'll change here. Uh, Vladimir Tarasenko, 48 games, 32 points. So he's been, mind you, the last couple of games, he has uh, five goals in the last four games. Yep. 
So kind of turning he's it on up. up to 17 goals. So he's second in on the team in goals now compared to he was kind of like distant third for a while yes. there. Uh, unfortunately, he is a team worse, minus 11 and a plus minus. So consider that. So I'll defer to you on the first part. What do you think for Vladimir Tarasenko? I don't think the plus minus weighs as much on me as it does with other players because he's going to get a lot of minutes. So he's going to be on the ice for a lot. Um, I'm going to give him a C. Uh, I, you know, just because we're judging the whole season up till now. And when you have an entire month where you only have, was it six points in December? Yeah, and only two goals. Oscar Sundquist outscored you in December. Yeah, that's a problem. Yeah. When you're supposed to be the guy. Yeah. Um, he obviously has found his stride the last maybe month. the shoulders finally kind of healed. Something, something is finally connected, and he's looking more and more like the Tarasenko that we know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but right now, if we're going by the full season, I, I give him a C. Yeah, I kind of uh, agree with you on that one, I think. Early on, there was a like month of December. You didn't know if he was playing or not. I agree. He was I not agree. Great, uh, like the last couple of games. I think we've kind of starting to see that Shen Schwartz Tarasenko line, and we'll get that, that. line. The Ducks had uh, when we played the Ducks, where it was O'Reilly, Shen, and Tarasenko. Great. Holy bejesus! Yeah, Shen maybe not happy being because he prefers center, but him on the left wing, he looked great. That so, line was insane good. So. Uh, who knows if that kind of they shift that around? That could be something uh, that you shift maybe uh, Thomas to like the center position now instead of having you kind of had the problem with Bozak being your third center and then Thomas right. you know where to put him. Maybe you shift uh, around and maybe you make uh, Thomas like your third. Maybe move Bozak around. Who knows? So a lot of options coming up. So we'll talk about Braden Shen. So coming off a career year last year, seventy points, not exactly there this year. 45 games, 27 points, negative minus 10 again uh, for your plus minus. So he's just right behind Tarasenko. So had a real rough go of it this year. Uh, I have some critical uh, comments early on this year when it came to about Alexander Steen. We talked about that earlier. Yep. Um, if one more year left, about around five, oh, a little over $5 million on his cap space. He's been heavy in the trade rumors. Boston is one of the possible places. So what do you think Braden Shen this year? I'm going with – I think I had maybe too many high expectations this year. I, I did was, too. I was expecting maybe not 70 points, but a solid 60 points, which sure. he still could get there. He has yep. 27. Um, but at times, just like Tarasenko, that line did not look great. I agree. So uh, I'm going with a C for him as well. Same. Yeah, so I think Shen definitely can improve, and maybe with Tarasenko scoring, maybe that will boost that lineup. Yes. Uh, we'll get into the other, the other third of that line a little Oof. bit later here. So uh, Vince Dunn. Uh, interesting here. Scratched for a couple games uh, recently or early in this year, kind of here and there. Uh, five goals, 16 assists, 21 points, plus eight, amazingly, which is kind of surprising to me. But uh, been on the first power play unit this year, playing a lot. Uh, I think he's had his mistakes. He had to kind of give away in overtime recently where yes. the Blues uh, cost the Blues an overtime game. Um, I'll, I'll, I'm, this is the area where we're kind of starting a lot of the same grade, I think. Uh, C, I think, is – where we're looking at, I yeah, think I would, I would agree. I, he shows flashes of brilliance and then flashes of oh boy, yeah. Um, but I think that the future is very bright for Vince Dunn. I think that he's going to be a cornerstone defenseman of this team. Yeah, um, he has the ability to score. We just need to work a little bit on some of the defensive fundamentals. I think mm-hmm. I agree on that one. So, like I said, being a young defenseman, I think that will come in time. I agree. So. The other third of the line we just talked about was Jaden Schwartz. 36 games, had injury earlier in the year. Three goals, 18 assists, minus one. Uh, interesting 
article on the athletic where I want somebody broke down. I think it's Evan Sporer. I think his name is broke down, like kind of how he's doing. And it pretty much makes Schwartz is actually really bad luck. It's basically that's at the end of the article. That's kind of what it came to. He has some really bad shooting luck this year. Uh, 3% shooting percentage. Right I mean, now. he hit the crossbar twice at Anaheim. Yeah. So, I mean, that's kind of what they say. He's just kind of snake bitten this year, but he's doing a lot of other things really well. Um, you know, the course, you know, all the, good, all the fancy stats has been pretty decent for him. But to me, and this might be too critical, this this team revolves around him. As much as you want to say Tarasenko's the star, I agree. he seems to be like the little engine that could. It's the thing that powers his team. And I'm going with this, the way the team has gone, a D. Yeah, you know, I, for all the Corsi stats and all the, the deep hockey stats that show, you know, he hustles, he does this right, and he does that, this is a performance-driven league. And at the end of the day, you're paid to put the puck in the net. You know, you're a top you're supposed to be a top six forward on this team. I believe right now he's on the third line. Yeah, he's jumped around quite a bit. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. But um, should be a top six guy. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I have to give him a D just because he's if not the top technically the top left winger. If you look at our lineup, he should be the number one left he winger. He should be, yeah. He should he absolutely should be. Um you know, look, I, I get it that players have years that are just not their year, but if you had told me that we would be sitting here at the end of January and Jane Schwartz would have three goals, I would have laughed at you. Or I would have said, oh, he's, he must have been hurt this year. Yeah, if you said something like Oscar Sundquist is outscoring him, I would have been like, you're, you're high. Yeah, if you would have shown me a stat line with one guy with three goals and one guy with ten goals and then said one of these is Jane Schwartz and one of these is Oscar Sundquist, you tell me which one's which, I would have said that Schwartz was the guy with ten every time. So, yeah, I, I agree with you. Just because it's a performance-based league and he's not – Doing it, I, I got to give him a D. And yep. it sucks. I don't want to do it, but yeah. Uh, phrasing on top of that. Uh, so Tyler Bozak uh, is our next guy. 40 games, 19 points. Uh, signed in the offseason, three-year, $15 million deal. Um, I know we were on a kind of opposite side of the fence on this deal. Um, and I just think, unfortunately, he's not, not to me for what he's getting paid. I know the Blues be considered maybe overpaid a bit. Um, got hurt recently with upper body injury. I'm leaning towards a D as well. I just I was kind of expecting more because some nights he seemed invisible to me. Uh, but I also kind of said it was on who's on his line, so maybe that's kind of why. I'm not really sure. So for right now, like you said, performance based. From what my perspective, I'm going with a D. You and I are finally having a different grade on Bozak, and I I definitely am pro Bozak. I like him. I like him where he is on this team. I like him that he is, you know, a third center. He doesn't need to be a top two guy. You know, he doesn't, you know, we've got O'Reilly, we've got Shen. Maybe that's going to change if they keep that line together like we discussed. Uh, the injury definitely hurt him a little bit. Um, yes, he has had his share of horribly missed empty nets. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to give him a B, and I'm not going to hold his contract against him just like I didn't hold Berglund's against him. Um, I think that for what he, for the time he sees on the ice and who he has on the ice with him, he's done a good job. Um, you know, I would like to see more from him personally, but you know, I agree. It's sort of like, you know, when you talk about, you know, Robert Thomas, you know, you can, skilled players can only showcase their skill if there's other guys with skill around them. Yeah, I agree. And for that, you know, I, I, I try to grade Bozak on a curve, and I'll give him a B. Okay. So uh, we'll go into our kind of defense next, and I'll go with a couple guys here. Alex Petrangelo, 
uh, 38 games, had an injury, 19 points. Uh, also, Colton Preco, 49 games, 13 points. Uh, let's go do those two first because it kind of changes after sure. that. So, let's go those two. So, I think both of them, and then I agree them about the same. Petrangelo has been the definition of streaky this year where he looks, I think, he's like an old self for a couple games, and all of a sudden he just looks the – not the Anaheim game. What was the game before that? He just looked awful. Like he uh, the how was the game Washington won the Washington game, but anyway, so he no. just looked, he just did not look great. Let's just put it that way. And I just think that he just need more at the LA Kings game. He was on yeah. the ice for all four of those games. <laughs> That's a game that they could that you should not have lost. Nope. And he did not look great. And that's he was on the ice for all four goals against. Uh, and yes, you're captain, you're a leader, and that's why I think when it comes down to it, due to Steen's contract being pretty much untradeable, it, very close to it, without having to give up a prize pick or prospect yeah. to get rid of that contract. Um, that's why I think Alex Petrangelo is definitely going to be wind up being the guy that's shipped out either. I think at the, on the off season, I think honestly the bigger sure. trade as much as the Blues is somewhat stabilized. I guess they're about five hundred now. Yeah, I think you're see him shipped out in the off season. I would say that you're going to see one or both of those guys gone. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's why I'm putting them together in this, and I think I'm putting them both at a C grade right now. I think while they've had great, I think when Pareko had to fill in for Petrangelo, he struggled at the beginning. Yes, but I think he kind of stepped up, and I think we've seen the flashes of. Maybe not a superstar type defenseman, but a solid number one guy that yeah. could anchor your defense. Um, so I give them both a C. I give Pareko a C. Uh, I think that the game's starting to come around to him. He still has not succeeded to the level he did his rookie year, um, but he doesn't. He seems to be catching on a little bit now. The beginning of the year was rough for him. Alex Petrangelo, I'm going to give a D. Uh, I think that for someone who has been around the league this much, for someone who is a perennial conversation piece in the Norris Trophy, uh, for someone who is a captain of a team, for someone who has as many accolades as he has, he is not doing the job. And I don't know what it is, man, but he's just not getting it done. You're right. There's games where you're like, there's Petro. But then there's games where you just look at him and you're like, holy crap, who brought Eric Brewer back on this team and put him in a different number? I agree. So he's been, a, like I said, the definition is streaky this year. Yeah. Along with Pareko, which, but I think Pareko's last couple of games have looked pretty great. So next guy, which is I think the Blues, I'm going to say biggest surprise this year. Um, you can say make your Tom Wilson knock some sense in the hockey sense to him joke all you want. But Oscar Sundquist, 41 games, 10 goals. Eight of those are even strength. Mind you, he was outscoring even strength-wise Vladimir Tarasenko up until recently. Yep. Uh, Ten goals, six assists, 16, and minus one. Turned to a really good fourth. Maybe even you can fill in on a third-line guy, which you thought at the beginning of the year, this is a guy that healthy scratch slash guy that's going to be up and down and maybe on waivers compared to what he was last year. Don't know what happened, but he's looked great in – couple of multi-goal games here and uh-huh. there and a couple of really nice goals and just the effort and kind of been a really good anchor on the penalty kill. Yep. Actually has a power play time near the end there when the Blues had a lot of injuries. So I go with an A. Yeah, I think Consider I will too. Expect- expectations were. Uh, absolutely. Because I, he was a, okay, he's on the team too guy. 
you know, what's funny is uh, my buddy from Pittsburgh, uh, Rick, who came in town, you know, he was part of the, the trade that we got. He, we got back for Reeves. Yeah. And he laughingly said, hey, how's Oscar Sundquist working out for you? I'm like, well, at the time he had eight goals. He was like, shut up. He's only had six his whole career. And I'm like, yeah, I know. Yeah, he has scored high. more goals this year than he has his entire career before the season. 100% he's an A because he's played out of his world. Yep. So that, that that last, that third fourth line has really got some chemistry. Him and Barbashev, who we'll talk about next. So Barbashev, six goals, eight assists for 14 points. Minus nine, but uh, been very good uh, on the penalty kill. Penalty yep. kill's been, you know, he's a He's a, he's a hound 10. dog, man. He, he gets in there. He's been really good, along with um, – Robert Thomas, when he's had it, when he was kind of on the fourth line to yep. start, who's can he moved up after a while? So I have a Barbashev. I'm going with a solid. Uh, I go with a B, just because you know I just didn't really know what to expect out of him this year. I gave him a C. Uh, you know, I have no complaints about him at all. I think that there's times where he looks fantastic. There are some times where he's a little invisible, mm-hmm. but it's because he's probably not getting as much ice time as you know some of these guys. But what he's bringing to the penalty kill specifically has been fantastic. And you're right, he's got. He's got some chemistry going with Sunquist and uh, and Zach Sanford as well. All right, we're going to talk about some guys that were kind of your third line guys here. So Alexander Steen, thirty five games, fifteen points. D, I, I think was maybe an F. I would say just for what I've seen out of him, like everybody says, oh, he brings other things, he brings other intangibles. I just really haven't seen much of that this year, I, dude. He is invisible for large stretches of time. Yeah, so I don't know if it's just I don't know if he cares anymore. I don't know. It's it's something. Yeah, I just haven't. I just. And I'm not ragging on the guy because of the – I'll be honest. I'll try my best to separate the player from the contract. You try your best. Right. But when a guy is making that kind of money, um, and the Blues kind of had to figure, like, you're going to eventually go down. And with age, obviously, no matter what, there's very few guys who can hold a high-level, high-performance going into older age. Obviously, Yarmie Yager is one of the very few who held on for a really long time playing very well. But um, he just – this year, is last couple of years, have just not played well, and he's been – He's kind of taking Berglund's spot as the him and Bo Meester. They're the whipping boys. They're the whipping boys right now. So, I, honestly, Steen, I'll, I'll agree with you on that one. Is a D. I, I want to see more out of him. Um, he's been the center of supposed the locker room being divided type thing. That's what that's what almost makes me want to give him an F. But I'll, I'll the D I'll because it's not confirmed type thing. But there's been a lot of sure. whispers out there. So the, our uh, prized rookie Robert Thomas, thirty-seven games, five goals, nine assists. I think we we'll go with a C. I think he's learning in his way. I agree. There's been a couple of times where you're like, wow, that was amazing. And then a couple of times where he's still learning in his way. If I, really got, as a 19-year-old, I can't say I would 100% be. 100% agree. You know, but there. This one will be interesting. Uh, floor hockey legend Pat Maroon, 41 games, four goals, 10 assists, uh, minus 10, 41 penalty minutes. A uh, guy that I guess I think a lot of us expected. I wasn't expecting a 20-goal guy, honestly, but I, I think some nights we talked about guys being invisible. And just some nights stretches. he just looks very slow footed, like a lot of people said. I, you know, I we talked about him playing with Connor McDavid and playing with Taylor Hall and stuff, and Ryan he'd be Gutsworth. okay. Yeah, guys that we, he could keep up with and stuff. And just this year, he says his back is healed. There's an article where he could have, he might got talk about getting waived or even traded before is a sorry February first. His contract tra- turns into like a ten team no trade instead of a full no trade. Right. Uh, will the Blues hold on to him? I heard there's possibly maybe like a fifth-round pick. That's kind of what's been thrown around online by like Jeremy Rutherford and some other guys. Is it worth getting a fifth-round pick, or should you just hold on to him due to injury? I mean, I've said from the beginning that I think 
the way this season has gone, unfortunately, the Pat Maroon experiment has been an overall failure. He's playing better. The last, I'd say, three weeks, three, four weeks, he's played better. He's got some goals. He's he's getting up and down the ice. I 100% think that the back is still hurting him. Something's wrong because he's yeah. not the he's same never, Pat Maroon. Yeah, he was never the fleetest of foot, and I think the Blues – and of course, the article that Rutherford came out, uh, he kind of alluded to that they're not ha- fans of his practice habits and his conditioning habits. Yeah, and we talked about this, and that and was that was an argument. It's not a rumor conjecture. That was right. what it actually out there by Rutherford. And we so. we talked about this, and I, I like I said, I, I think that the hometown cooking might be getting to him. My thought the whole time has been, if you know that you're not going to offer him a deal next year, get rid of him now and get something. Even if it's a fifth round pick, a fifth round pick is better than nothing. Yeah, at least which is what happens there. if he walks. Yeah, because if you're not so, going out signing him, because he's gonna make him one point seven five, so you get a little cap room if you're planning on taking on some money. Yeah, those or whatever you're doing. And with the that. thing is, like, even if we're going to be buyers at the at the deadline, which you know it, the new rumors is that we're going to be buying, knows, not yeah. selling. Who knows? There's, you're going to have to get rid of some money somewhere, and I honestly don't think that dealing Pat Maroon changes the complexion of this team all that much right now. Yeah. So you could deal him. Keep in mind, this is a dude who started the season on the first line. Yeah, with Vladimir Tarasenko and Ryan O'Reilly. Yeah. Um, I give him a D mm-hmm. as a grade, and yeah, I... I think that he's the first piece to move. Well, like you said, I think my grade is largely based on the word you use, failure. Yeah. So I think if they, you experience a failure, I think that's where we got to go is an F. I just think that there's a lot of games where we talked about, like, you don't have to be the guy to go out there and fight people, be the new, quote-unquote new Ryan Reeves, new no, whoever. I don't, I don't the, think – I think that toughness, and I, I have not I have not seen that game where there's there, – I think it was the Columbus game earlier in the year where he hit somebody along the boards, sprung a puck loose, got the Tarasenko who got the goal, and I'm like – that's exactly that what we got him That was for. last week. No, that was early in the season. Well, that he was, did it again last okay. week against... Uh, that could have been. I, I could be Did wrong. he do it against the Ducks? It might have been the Ducks. Um, oh, he, yeah, he did that He did that deke and then threw it back in front to Sunquist for the goal. No, there was one where they almost argued goalie interference because... Uh, I know you're talking about. I can't... But, the, uh, anyway, go ahead. Anyway, look, I dude, no one in this world wanted the Pat Maroon thing to work more than us because I love having a hometown guy on the team. Oh, yeah. Especially one that I beat in a face-off circle. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm always... I'm just going to bring that up whenever I can. Yeah, then I'm blaming you. It's my one moment of fame. I, I, I almost got but, um, so there you go. You know... I just I don't think it's worked, and there's times where those things don't work, and um, you know I don't wish him ill. Look, nothing would make me happier if he than for him to continue this trajectory that he's been on the last couple of weeks, continue to get his feet under him, get some more goals, get some assists. This team makes the playoffs. He goes on a run, and everyone lives happily ever after, and he resigns. I just don't know if that's going to happen. Yeah, it's a, it's a tough call. So, like right now, I think you. And, and the thing is that you mentioned people wanting him to be the new Ryan Reeves. If you've ever watched him play, that's not who he not is. Him. Yeah, he is more of a. And I hate to say this name because it's it's going to make people lose their minds, but he's more of a David Backus than he is a yeah. Ryan Reeves or a power forward. Yeah, he, he's a power forward. He's Been an enforcer, I guess. You and that's him. what I expected from him. I thought that we finally had our guy that could plant in front of the net, screen the goalie, pick up some dirty goals. Yeah. A la Bacchus, a la Troy Brower. 
guys like that. Yeah. And he's starting to get there, but man, the first and 25 the health, games of this season. And Woo! Like, yeah, it was really not great. So, uh, got a couple more guys, and we'll wrap it up before we get to goaltending and then kind of do our maybe predictions for the end of the year and start our little EA talk real quick. So, Zach Sanford, the most well traveled guy, been up and down probably, I think, at least a half a Him and Jordan Cairo. Uh, 31 goals, uh, 32, that'd be nice. 31 games played, six goals, seven assists. Um, I'll go with solid C. I yep. think, I think he just, some days he'll great. Some days. He'll, okay. You know, I agree. So, um, Jay Bowmeister, this is one of the tough one for me. Cause this is a very um, tough one. I've, I've been struggling with this one. So 45 games, two goals and eight assists had two goals just recently. Some pretty decent ones minus eight. Uh, but I mean, you would probably say an F going into the, before the last 15 to 20 games. He, you know who he is? He's Vladimir Tarasenko on defense. And he's looked pretty decent. He's looked phenomenal the last 15 games. That's at a point where if the Blues aren't going to make the playoffs, that's if he accepts it, that's a guy you can trade maybe get like a – there's talk I remember reading on Rutherford's chat that he's like, if they trade him, like a, he's read a second or third round pick for him. Do, he, I, done. If you told me done. that years – if you told me that two, a year ago, people would have been like, oh, my God. Yeah. Like what's going on? But he's played well, so if you go on a run – do you keep him or do you like you know you're not going to re- like you said if you know you're not you know gonna you're not going to resign him unless unless you've already started the conversations where and it's he's a very cool cheap deal and he's cool with taking the the pay cut and cutting time yeah because he's not a top guy anymore where he's going a la the Barrett Jackman where thing where you were a number one or two guy and you're sliding back to the third pairing maybe even a healthy scratch eventually right. next year right who knows if he's cool with that then I resign him if not yeah you're right look I. Uh, the I'll f- I'll fill it in. I'll go first while you think real quick, sure. and I'll say a C, just because early on you probably say a D or an F. Oh yeah, and then you probably say a B now, so you do a D and a B. That's fair. Middle C. That's fair. I, I I'll go the same for the exact same reasons. First part of the season, real real bad. The last fifteen games, he looks like the Jay Bomeister of four years ago. Okay, so a couple. We have a last. They're all three defensemen: Joel Edmondson, Robert Bortuzzo, and Carl Gunnarsson. All with uh, well seven points each for Edmondson, Bortuzzo, Gunnarsson with six. Gunnarsson finally back from injury. Looked pretty decent. I'm going incomplete for him just because he really hasn't been around this year. Looking good so far. I'm going to go with an incomplete in an asterisk of please stop trying to make Boom Boom Gunnarsson a thing. <laughs> Let's go with that. That's that's paying on that one. So uh, what do you think of well, Bortuzzo? I'll go with C. He's done his job. Yeah, hurt for a while. Joel Edmondson is a very interesting case. He's been a healthy scratch quite a bit for a guy. I don't you know thought, why. And another guy we'll talk about is the very last guy we'll talk about, which is going to be interesting. I, you always thought Edmondson was going to be like him and Pareko are your guys that's going to carry you to the future. I agree. And it really hasn't. And they said they just want more consistency and better puck management with him is what Barube said. And he was a healthy scratch for three games in a row recently. Yep. So that makes me think that I, don't, I really don't know. I couldn't tell you what they were, was going on. I give him a C for that reason. Yeah. I like him, mm-hmm. but there's something there's something going on there. Something who knows that this the, where the team is. I don't know. Like I don't. Not, and the thing is, there's nothing really out there about this. He's just nope. been a healthy scratch. And the last guy, I'm conflicted on this one. Twenty three games, two goals, three assists. Robbie Fabry. D. I think uh, I. I I almost want to say F just because I think there's some nights you, you want to say he's getting back and it seems he's to me. And I don't blame him for this. I 100% don't. It seems like he's playing scared. I 100% is, and that's why I don't give him an F. Because I don't think it's effort. I don't think it's skill. I think it's in his head. And I think he is 100% I'll, I'll with, scared of blowing it out again. And I'll go with you this time. I'll go. With, I'll move it up to a D just because I don't want to fault the guy because 
your tw- in your early twenties, and this is what you dreamed of doing, and it's almost it could be gone if gone. it happens again. And maybe he realizes that, and he's been a healthy scratch quite a bit. And people are like, for example, the Blues called Mackenzie McKecker, and a guy who, yeah, I thought never. Make I'll tell it, you right now, I think that, and I would have two years ago said. There was even in the middle of the, him losing the season to injury, there was no way they would do it. I I think Robbie Fabry gets shipped out, and because he, he's a restricted free agent at the end of the year, so he could be another prove me deal, or he could be possibly a, included in some trade. Possibly, who knows? Yeah. Uh, now goaltending, we'll go. Chad Johnson incomplete due to be losing him away. Correct. Billy Huso, I think never got called up technically. Nope. Um, so we have a couple guys that are left here, which is kind of interesting. The number one starter over time. Uh, Jake Allen, 15 and 15, 3.04 goals against, um, a .897 goals against. And it's not me being a Jake Allen hater, and I'll, I'll take the flack for this if anybody wants to say something, because like we talked about, we wanted to succeed, man, because he's had, we've seen the, how he's in the playoffs. Oh, my God. We, yeah. we see how he can be when he's on, but when he's off, he's off. That's I mean, an understatement. And. I'm just going with a D because, I mean, there's a couple of times where he's played well, and you can say maybe the team's been a byproduct of him playing bad or vice versa or him playing bad and the team plays bad, whatever you want to say. Right. At the end of the day, like you said, it's results-driven league. Yes. And if you are not going to uh, give us results, I agree. it's time to get shipped out. Two more years at 4.3. Uh, we talked about the rumors last week or last time we talked. Who knows if he get, he's here next year. I yeah. think I think for the sake of the St. Louis Blues and the sake of Jake Allen's career, I just think there needs to be separation at the end of the year. I don't disagree with that. And I'm not saying Jordan Bennington is the answer at all. But sure. I just think for both sides, I think it's time to – it's not toxic, but to the point where they're so lumped together right now mm-hmm. and, he, and Allen can't get out of his head and then maybe the team just can't think they can depend on him. Who knows how it is. Got to go with the D for Jake Allen. Um I gave him a D as well. There are, now, I will admit that there are games that Jake Allen has won for the Blues mm-hmm. this year. There's been a couple of games where Jake has stood on his head. Mm-hmm. There have been far more games where Jake Allen has been pulled because he couldn't stop a beach ball. Yeah, uh, And that's the problem. And, and that's a huge problem because if you listened to anybody in the preseason – do their breakdowns of the St. Louis Blues. The one thing everyone pointed to was goaltending and can you count on Jake Allen. Jake Allen came into the season knowing I've got to step up. It wasn't a surprise. It wasn't thrown on him five minutes before the first game of the season. Jake Allen has known since the end of last season that this season was his make or break year with the St. Louis Blues. And by and far and large, he has not got it done. To the point that I think right now, dude, if we're talking real, I think Jordan Bennington's your starting goalie. And he's played he started three in a row. Three in a row, and I think, what, six of the last ten? Six, uh, I have to go that far back, but I know at least uh, five of the last seven. Yeah, I don't think Jake Allen's your starting goalie right now. You know, nothing's been said, but I think it's leaning that way. So, um, yeah, I give him a D. I, I won't give him an F because he has stolen a couple games, but and we won't say it's one hundred percent on him, either. right? His but for dog, for a, yeah, I mean, look, his team has let him down his first year, but at the end of the day, you have one job, and that is to stop the puck, and, and you ain't doing it. And it's not a one year thing when this has happened. No, this it's not. Been, this has slowly been over time, and that's why I brought up that like it's not a surprise to him or anyone that he was 
under the spotlight this year. You step up or you're done. And he hasn't done it. Yeah, unfortunately, just some guys like when the spotlight's on them, they shine. Like, what's to say for for example, Alexander Ovechkin? There was a long time when that dude couldn't get it done in the playoffs, mm-hmm. and then just within the last couple of years, when they're obviously winning the cup or going deeper in the playoffs, who knows what clicked? Right. Some guys it takes it took him a while, almost yeah. ten years to get it to click, and it worked. For Jake Allen, maybe it'll, maybe it'll click eventually. He's still young enough goalie that it could click in a couple of years. Sure, it could. Hey, look, look man, Tim, I, Tim Thomas didn't make it to the league until he was a lot older. I know. Well. I, look, I, I love Jake Allen. I've always been a Jake Allen guy. I was singing the praises of Jake Allen before he ever officially put on a Blues uniform. What he did in juniors and what he did in te- with Team Canada, I remember sitting there when the Blues drafted him and going, this is our guy. This is the guy that's going to win a cup for St. Louis. And I don't know what is wrong between the ears with him, but it's 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 getting worse, and it concerns me because you're right. I don't think he can get out of his own head. Yeah, so let's go into the quote-unquote now start possibly starting goalie. Jordan Biddington, which you out of nowhere, basically. Not out of nowhere, but he played very well last year in the minors, but he was still an afterthought, number four goalie on the depth chart yep. coming into this year. And now is probably your starting goalie for at least the second he half He looks of the like it. Five wins, one loss. Was just that uh, Kings loss, which you can say the team really wasn't great. Two shutouts in his first three games. One, one had one goal. His one point eight four goals against, and this is the thing that I measure off of. The goals against is one thing, but your save percentage, even in losses, if you have a good save percentage, right. that means you're playing well. A point nine two four. That's good. That's good. That's above league average. Yeah. So I go with just uh, so far. I don't want to like be over the top with it, but definitely a B. I gave him an I. For an incomplete, just because the, the sample size is so small. small. If I'm going to judge off of the sample size, I'm going to give him a B. I, I agree with that. The I might be a good idea since we did the same with Gunnarsson in 16 games. So probably a good idea. But still, looks like you're starting goalies. So I kind of he think. does. I mean, right now, I think he started three in a row. I think he's your starting goalie. Yep. So as of right now, that wraps that up. That up, and the Blues are officially set 22, 22 and five, 49 points in 49 games. They have the least amount of games played so far in the Western Conference, which might be good, might be bad. Who knows? Uh, take it back, second second least. Winnipeg has 48, but Winnipeg is very far ahead of us at 64 right. points and first in the Central. So right now the Blues, believe it or not, as we talk right now, are three points out of a playoff spot with at least one game in hand on Colorado. Now here's the other side of that coin. How many points are we from being dead last? I am right there. I am at uh, we're 49. and we're, Well, dead last in the West. Five with okay. a game in hand on those. So, so you're, you're right in the middle. You can go either way right now. And look, two weeks ago, I made a comment or I made a post on Twitter when we were four points out of a playoff spot and five points out of dead last. And I was like, you know, what do you do? Do you push for the playoffs knowing that odds are you get the wild card? And even if you don't get a wild card, you get third in the West. You're going to draw Nashville or Winnipeg. Mm-hmm. And probably get thrown out rather quickly. Yes, if you get it there, and you who knows, and anybody from the Pacific I mean, is playing pretty well too. So I mean, you're going to you're going to get a pretty good team no matter where right. it's going. Point being, and I think you'll agree with me, I don't think that this is the 2012 LA Kings. Correct. Is it better to push into the playoffs to get bounced quickly, or is it better to lose games? And at least get a decent lottery pick, even if you don't get Jack Hughes. Get let's say a top ten guy. There's let's a couple of guys in that draft that are decent. Yeah, top and we're not too far away from being 
one, two, or three. Because what is it? If if, if you right don't now we are, win, we are we would right now. The ended right now. Number six, right? No. Well, oh, the guy can say the East. East hasn't been, been great, really. Right. So right now we are just on the lottery. We're at number ten overall. Okay, um, we're tied, so we need nine or ten. Okay. Um, so you're you know, talking. It wouldn't take too much for this team to, to fall to the bottom three. And I think if you're in the if you're in the bottom three, what is it? If you don't win the draft, if you have the worst record and you don't win the lottery, you at least get. Number three? You're guaranteed, I think, the third is the lowest right. you can go. So, look, dude, there's a lot of players. Here's my point. I'm not cheering for the Blues to lose. I'll never cheer for the Blues to lose. I understand playoff hockey is fantastic. I'm done playing for consolation prizes. If you think you have a legit shot, yeah. go for it. If you don't have a legit shot, let's reload I'm done, and go. I'm done playing for also competed banners. Yeah. I don't care anymore. Or regular season Western Conference champions. Yeah, I don't care. I want a Stanley Cup. And to me, if this team if you don't think that you have what it takes to get all the way to the prize, dude, just I'm not saying pack it in. Yeah. But you know, I don't know, I don't know what I'm saying. But I, I be, don't be smart basically. Yes. I think I'd I do don't it. want this to be 0809 where the blues pushed so hard and, and they happened. got into the playoffs for the first time in like five years and then swept by Vancouver and then got just their dicks kicked in by the Vancouver Canucks yeah and we don't need that so I rather that doesn't re- do anything I rather rebuild not rebuild maybe say retool small, small retool where if you're going to do that get a good draft pick then the draft pick next year goes to whoever you clear out the dead weight whatever you can yes this year, figure out what you're going to do Get some new guys in there and get going. From and that—that that is my point. Like you know that next year, odds are you've cut ties with Jay Bowmeister. Possibly are, Carl Gunnarsson. Possibly Gunnarsson. More than likely Pat Maroon. Yep. And who knows? Probably one or both of Steen and Petro. Yeah. Like there's going to be a much different looking team next year. Again. After Again. This, yeah, yeah. So. But I don't. I just don't see this team even if they make the playoffs, getting out of the first round. And to me, it's not worth what you lose long-term in potential with uh, with someone. Let's just shoot for the stars and say Jack Hughes. Yeah, It's not worth missing out on a Jack Hughes for four to seven additional hockey games. Yeah, which you're more than likely not going to do. Like, like I saw a lot of people online saying the like, same thing. The Kings comparison are just like, oh, maybe they'll turn it on this year instead of being awful in the season, and then they'll turn on the playoffs. Hey, maybe anything can happen. But I think when you look at how this team has performed, the ups and the downs, you don't know who you're going to get. Do you really think that just because it's playoff hockey that this team is going to turn it on? Yeah. Maybe. I, this th- is a team that has won maybe. three games in a row once. And they just all lost year. to LA Kings, who have been virtually dog shit all year. And here's my point, because I was told that finishing dead last is a pipe dream. Oh, yeah, pipe dreams, yeah. And and at the time, the only two teams worse than us were the Kings and the Blackhawks. Mm-hmm. The Blackhawks have a three and one record against the Blues. The Kings have a two and zero record against the Blues. Yeah. So if you can, and then they're uh, not beating the I teams have to below. Them. A, I have to pull a tweet up, but Rutherford. But the, any team that's been in the bottom nine this year, the Blues are like way below five hundred. I know teams that are in the top ten. Uh, in the whole NHL, the Blues are like almost at like a seventy win percentage, which yep. is insane. So anyway, we're and there was a goal. We have games in hand. Oh, shut up. You got to win those games too. Yep. To quote a, a very famous Blues Twitter man, the funny thing about games in hand, you got to win them. Yeah. And the Blues don't do it. Yeah. Unfortunately, 
we're going to go ahead and I'm going to save the EA thing for next week because I want to go into it more in depth yep. than we that, I, that we have time for right now because we got important things to do. we got Royal Rumble stuff coming up. So, uh, yeah, because the EA thing is very interesting. We'll save it for next week's. Okay. Though, I do want to put it on Twitter. I'm going to put it out uh, this week. Uh, the thing that you just brought up, did the Blues go for it and try to make a maybe get into the playoffs and maybe they, they bounce in the first round or should they prepare for next season? Let's just say that way. It's Prepare it, for the future, let's say. Here's I'll the put thing. it out there on Twitter, it's and then I want, instant, we'll do the results next week. It is well. instant gratification versus long-term goals, Yeah, and that's what it comes down to. We'll see. So the Blues, uh, yeah, next year they got a big year. They have the All-Star game here. So I think you have to make sure that you have to look really good next year, just like the year of the Winter Classic, Winter Classic which is also play. the 50th anniversary. Yes. So you got to be looking good. So Last thought before we break. Go for it. Winter Classic 2020, Nashville at Dallas. Thoughts? Yep. Uh, two new teams. Happy. Good. Did you see Bettman's quote about Chicago? <laughs> Correct. He's just like, everybody thinks just because uh, we announced Chicago is going to have a big event, that we have to put Chicago in all the big events or something yep. like that. Basically. Well, someone asked about Chicago getting an all-star game. And Bettman's, and I'm going to paraphrase, but I'm pretty close to the exact quote. Bettman's response was, uh, Chicago has had their fair share of marquee events for this league. I think they're okay. Every time we announce an event – specifically an outdoor game, everybody assumes Chicago is going to be in it. Yeah. So. To me, that says it's time for Chicago to relax. They're not going to get anything for a while. Yeah, they're uh, going to be chilled out, just A, for the way they've been playing, and B, uh, just because they've had so many. So pretty interesting. And then uh, also, we'll, I want to go into more depth of this too, and I want to do more research on it. The, the You see about the tracking when they put in the chips in players' jerseys and stuff? Yeah, I saw some of that. It's interesting. I want to get more. I want to read about it more. I didn't get too much into it, so I want to talk I about that. I was not a fan of the black trail on the puck last night. Yeah, it was interesting. To me, it screamed to Fox tracks all yeah. over again. So I want to... <laughs> I, I was a fan of it back in the day, but I think I was really young, so that's probably why. Yeah. So, anyway, I don't think, we're going to talk more in depth about that in the coming weeks. We're going to bring up the EA thing in the next week. We're going to talk about the Twitter question, which was, should the Blues try to get into the playoffs, or should they look to do more long-term, hence trading assets, right. doing whatever? So that's our Twitter question. We'll read that next week. A lot of good stuff coming up. So if you can get a hold of us on Twitter, it's at Blues Hockey NHL. Chris is at? At Hossapalooza. We're also on Facebook and Instagram at Blues Hockey Podcast. Uh, go ahead and find us on our website, blueshockeypodcast.com slash .net. Same thing. And also to download us on and leave a review on these fine places, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google they Play. Remember, they don't call it iTunes anymore. Uh, Apple Podcasts, excuse Correct. me. It's just one of those hard things to really get through your head. Oh, I know. So Apple Podcast, Lee Reviews, helps us out. Good stuff. Um, yeah, so I think that's about all we really got. Go ahead and buy our shirt on Glass Bangers. Yep. Help support us. And we'll, like I said, we put the money back. You probably can't tell yet. We're, but we got stuff in the, working on the planning. We have, we, have, we have money sitting there to spend on the podcast. We mean We're in the black. Yeah, we just haven't decided what to spend it on. That's just been the problem. So we're going to uh, do some good stuff coming up. Hopefully, the thing that we were supposed to do, the special event, which we talked about uh, last time we talked about. Got snowed out. Got snowed out. So, that, was the, uh, that was the day of Snowmageddon. Yeah, Snowmageddon happened in St. Louis. We got 12 inches of snow, and um, I don't know about you, my, my street didn't get plowed until about two and a half days later, uh, so mine, I couldn't get out. Mine got plowed the next day, and I live close to where we were going to go, Yeah, but it was still not great. So we're not going to say where we're going to go, because it still might happen coming up. Yeah. So we're going to re- reschedule dates, so we'll go from there. So um, yeah, Royal Rumble thoughts real quick. Who is winning? Men's. John Cena. Not injured. Oh, when did that happen? Uh, apparently like two hours ago before we started recording. Dark Horse, Roman Reigns. 
Ooh, ooh, just casting as the Rock's brother in the new uh, Fast and Furious. Movie. I think he, I think he makes an appearance tonight. I'm going with Seth Rollins. It's very too easy. Kenny Megan's not showing up, sadly enough. Uh, women's Charlotte. Yeah, that's but the base obvious one. I would like to see something interesting, like Becky does something crazy, but I we'll see. Too. Anyway, that's enough of that. Blues got some got some work to do. Let's put it that way. Look. Where we're sitting now and where we were a month ago is night and day difference. And this team is at least fun to watch now. Yeah. Well, and, so you never know what you're going to get. And we have fun things to talk about. I don't feel like I'm going to a funeral every time I come over to record. Yeah, I know. Hey, we're, I'm a fun. We're fun. Yeah, you know. We try. Boring, monotone voice. No. Anyway. Again, thanks to our parents for all the five-star reviews. Yeah, I appreciate it, guys. And thanks to our parents for uh, supporting us through our, our, our uh, podcast. We'll talk to you guys next week. Yeah.